0: Welcome to another Stockflare podcast. You have Shane and Gotham here. And today we're going to go through five of our favourite phrases or quotes from Warren Buffett. Everybody loves this man's witticisms and there's a lot of value in them, which is one of the reasons we like him. So we're going to quickly run through five of our favourite ones, but please do send us yours and why you like them. So first up... I really love his comment that the number one rule in investing is to never lose money, and that the number two rule in investing is to never forget rule number one. And the reason I like this is that, given that the stock market is going up and up and up, typically on average, that if you just ensure that you watch the stuff that might go bad, all of the other stuff's gonna do fine in the long term. So the critical thing is to go out there and make sure that what you own isn't going to have a hole in it and the other stuff is probably going to look after itself. Do you see any caveats to it? Uh, Yeah, I mean I I wholeheartedly agree
1: with it and the other reason I like the quote is because the math uh, on the way down and up doesn't work out. Uh, If something you own goes down 50 percent it does. It has to go up a hundred percent for you to be back to even. Yeah. So it's really, really important that you manage your downside risk, as they call it. Yeah.
0: D- digging yourself out of the hole right. is a lot harder than and not a lot getting more into expensive. that. Yeah. Than not getting into the hole. Well, it also reminds me of a book by um, uh, Jim Paul called "What I Learned Losing a Million Dollars," where he pointed out that having looked at the strategies of many of the best mm-hmm. investors in the world. None of them have a similar strategy uh, when it comes to making money. Right. But the one strategy they all share is trying to ensure that they never lose money. And that is the one caveat, uh, so the, one, the one trait that mm-hmm. uh, overlaps all of the famous investors that Jim Paul looked at. Okay, let's roll on to number two.
1: So number two is my pick. It's, uh, it's his comment about gold. And it goes, gold gets dug out of the ground in Africa or someplace then we melt it down, dig another hole, bury it again, and pay people to stand around guarding it. It has no utility. Anyone watching from Mars would be scratching their head.
0: Yeah, well, I think um, any of our gold bugs uh, yeah. on the podcast will disagree uh, with Mr. Buffett on this one. But I do understand his perspective that there—it's not a product. Uh, if you go onto the stock market there's no cash flows Mm -hmm. um, to gold in itself Um, so it's not it it, it feels like a very speculative thing um, to invest in but you were telling me that still even though he's very negative and we understand his his thought process you do have some reservations about his dislike of gold right
1: Uh, so the first I, I agree with him because if you just buy the commodity your ability to make money off of it depends on what the next person will pay for it um, yeah right it has nothing in itself however I think what often happens is people take his stance on gold and attach it to companies that deal with gold so okay. gold mining companies yeah. uh, jewelry companies yeah. yeah and the like and that's I think a sort of that's an incorrect leap
0: of logic. Because, because a miner is actually producing a product right. which actually does get sold. Right. So there is a cash flow, there right. is a business with you And know, same with jewelers. I
1: mean, yeah. Buffett himself, I think Berkshire itself uh, owns a jeweler and yeah. has for about 40 years now. No. So clearly, companies that deal with gold can be good investments. Gold in itself, probably not.
0: Yeah. But there's actually another really interesting one about people like the miners is they are mm-hmm. what you might refer to as a leveraged play on oh, gold. Yeah, yeah. So if you love gold, you, uh, you should to. love the miners even more. Yeah. And then if they fall out of favour, well then it's, it's the best way <laughs> to go up. It's a leveraged play. Okay, number three. Um, risk can be greatly reduced by concentrating on only a few holdings. This idea of just own a couple of stocks, say you know, 10, 15, um, flies in the face of academic research. And all of academic research says that you need 30 to 40 stocks to maximize your return and minimize your risk. And it's the whole world of CAPM and the efficient market, por- uh, market Portfolio Theory. And um, I always sort of think about this of, um, I don't want to go out and buy 40 stocks. If I was going to do that, I might as well just go and buy an ETF. I mean, in fact. I've, I've got a bucket of money in uh, ETFs mm-hmm. uh, for myself anyway, but if you want to um, actually actively invest in stocks, which we do, I'm not going to actively invest in 40 stocks. So I totally agree with them to concentrate mm-hmm. yourself into a small number of stocks if you are going to actively invest, mm-hmm. because then you can keep track of what you're doing.
1: Yeah. I, I guess the caveat there is you have to know what you're looking at, and know what you're doing in that sense.
0: Don't just randomly pick ten stocks. No,
1: I mean concentrating <laughs> on fifteen stocks when all fifteen are solar installation companies. It's probably not a good True. idea. Yeah, it's not going to do much to reduce your risk.
0: True. So if you are if you are concentrating in a few holdings, they probably shouldn't be all in the same sector.
1: Yeah, and you should uh, know what you're looking yeah. at.
0: Okay, well, I'll take the fourth one. Um, One of my favourites of all times has to be that the dumbest reason in the world to buy a stock is because it's going up. I I, I, I am guilty of this, that every time I look at a company for the first time, I always look at the chart and I look at the three-month chart and it's just stupid because looking at the three-month chart is just telling me what I should have done three months ago. It tells me absolutely nothing about what I should do today. So... The danger, I think, is that people chase things without actually thinking about it logically from that moment in time when they're looking at it.
1: Uh, actually, uh, sort of attached uh, to that is the fact that a lot of times if a stock you own, you, you, know, you go into a brokerage account and you see the stock you own is now 100% over where you bought it, that's, that's no reason just to sell it because yeah. you're impliedly doing the same thing yeah. as you're following the price. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so just because it's doubled right. doesn't mean you should sell it. You right. need to look it at might, the underlying it business. It might actually be a better value at double the price because uh, the earnings have tripled. I
0: mean, yeah. 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 It's very true. It's very true. So there is a, there's a there's a wonderful corollary that. And then what about our, our fifth one? Uh, so this is my pick. And it says, if you don't feel
1: comfortable owning something for 10 years, then don't own it for 10 minutes. And I like this one because it brings together a few of Buffett's yes. views. Yes. Which is that, A, you're in this for the long run, don't be a speculator. Um, It brings in the never lose money rule, because if you're owning something with the idea of having it for at least 10 years, um, you're going to make sure that over that time you're not going to lose money, or hopefully you will. and it says uh, you're not uh, in it. You know, you're not just following uh, the crowd. You're making. You're looking at something. You're trying to understand what it is. And if you're tying up your money for ten years, you're not buying something you don't understand.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. It it, it shows that the thought process behind the investment mm-hmm. is solid. If you're thinking that long ahead, and it also plays to he he is a very. Um, The way he invests is buying solid businesses he knows are going to be around in the long term. Solid, high returns on capital companies, which he doesn't mind if it goes down in the short Mm -hmm. term. Okay, well let's let's call it a close. There are five favourite Buffett quotes. Um, If you have your own favourite ones, please send them in to us, and we would love to debate them with you directly. So many thanks for joining us on this podcast.
1: See you.